Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Come on, if you believe it, I know you do. Let's give our God the biggest praise on this gold morning in Pretoria. Come on, those on the balcony, you are closer to God. You can give Him praise. You can lift your voice and give Him praise today, okay? The Bible says, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of praise. That's the Bible, hallelujah. Welcome to TBN, TBN yet to One Gospel Praise TV, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, CRC Online. Uh, correctional facilities all over Africa, Russia, Israel, America. Yes, we are still broadcasting to Russia and also Ukraine, America, Europe, India, Pakistan, China, and Africa. And I do want to say thank you for all the pastors that are reaching out, especially from India, Pakistan, and countries all over Africa. Respect to each and every one of you. We are co-laborers, co-workers in this field to bring glory to God and to win our world for Jesus Christ. God bless you. Love from me here from Pretoria to each and every one of you. And then to all the CRC churches with us this morning, especially Cape Town that is with us this morning. I invited your pastor late yesterday because this man had no voice yesterday. So he's a backup, but he will be preaching tonight, okay? And um, uh, give Pastor Aiden and Sharon a big welcome here today as well. You're looking real smart when you come and visit me in any case. I see you dress up and that's good. And then I want to say to Johannesburg Church, hey, I, I, I wasn't there last week. And unfortunately today I'm not with you because of the weather. I'm not a weather maker. God is the weather maker. So it's just not possible for me. I'm working on the gift of translation like Philip. I'm not making it, but you're going to hear exactly this message. And God's going to bless you and God's going to save many of you. So we welcome you to as well and all the people in Bloemfontein and all the other churches with us today. Give somebody a Bluetooth high five and say, God is in control. Say it in Jesus' name. A Bluetooth, that means you may not touch. God is in control. I mag my sitplekke inneem. Geliefdes, beliefdes. I love each one of you. Thank you for being here this morning. I mean, I woke up and I thought, it's not a spirit of unbelief, but I thought, you're going to stay in bed. But then I remembered last week was Resurrection Sunday and Jesus rose from the grave and you definitely are going to get out of bed and nothing else is going to stop you. Come on. We are not going back. And then for every person that contributed to the Kwazulu Natal project, um, I don't have time to give all the testimonies that have come in already, but we'll show pictures tonight of people that had carried the food to areas where no vehicles could go. Some of our members in Durban that took the food to the most needy. You made it possible for, so thank you for everybody that came to pack the food. Thank you for Anthony in Johannesburg who gave his trucks for free and everybody else that gave financially. I honor you and I thank you for making this miracle possible. We always have to preach the gospel and if necessary, add some words, amen. And we always have to think about those beyond ourselves. I say to my children often, when I grew up as a little boy and my grandmothers always prayed these long prayers before food and they always prayed and it bored me because I never understood that they were a generation that never had anything. 
So they were thankful for the meal they had and they always prayed for those who were suffering and those who didn't have and those in China and those everywhere else. And I want to fall asleep, but nay, and now I've grown up as well. And I realized that there are people that don't have and as a church, we are always going to do what we can to alleviate pain and suffering in our world and to make a difference. Amen. Not just to come and have a good time on a Sunday, which we will have a cup of coffee afterwards, fellowship with people. That's all important, but we have a purpose. I'm interrupting my series, which I believe is one of the most important series I've ever ministered on, and that's eternity to encourage you this morning. And I'll get back on track in that next week. And I'm going to talk about the value of your soul next week. But this morning to boost your faith and to build your faith in the midst of all that is happening in the world. Russia, Ukraine, um, talks of a new world order, what's happened in South Africa, change of weather patterns, what happened in your life during COVID. And it's so easy to become disillusioned when you look at everything that is happening and people begin to feel unsafe and insecure and people begin to doubt that God is still able to take care of them. So my message this morning, very simply, Jesus Christ, the same. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13 verse 8, the Bible says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Malachi 3 verse 6, the Bible says, I am the Lord, I do not change. While everything around us is changing, God remains the constant. His Word remains true. His promises remain real. And His power is still available to you and me. What's happening when the world is being shaken, we should not allow ourselves to be unshaken because we are part of an unshakable kingdom. Can you say amen this morning? So I wanna say to you this morning that God is still the great I am, not the great I was. God is still able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works on the inside of you. Come on, the things that are impossible with men are possible with God, for with God all things are possible. In the name of Jesus Christ, there's nothing God cannot uh, do. He still is a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper. He still makes a way where there is no way. He opens a door that no one can shut. He shuts the mouth of devourer, the lion. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Oh, come on, I'm talking to somebody. This is your time to come out of your prison. You better believe it and praise God that better days are ahead. In Jesus' name, this will be your year of breakthrough. Isaiah 43 verse 1, But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by your name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the fire rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, and sometimes we have to go through the fire, but hey, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Lord, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Oh, come on, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with fresh oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Somebody shout goodness and mercy. Come on, in Jesus' name. Just need to oil my voice a bit, okay? People always wonder what's in here. I can't tell you, but it's legal. It's been legalized. What did I say wrong? 
Your mind to the pure, all things are pure. Okay. So Isaiah 45, Bible says, I'm the Lord and there is no other. Putin is not the God of the world. The Illuminati, the world rulers. A lot of things that are said on social media now that can shake your world. You better stay anchored in the Word of God. You better stay anchored in the person of Jesus Christ and not doubt that God still is in control and not allow the spirit of fear to get a hold of you because the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. So we're not gonna talk like the world. We're gonna keep a sound mind. We're gonna keep the mind of Christ. We're gonna keep our mind on things above and not on things on the earth. Say Amen in Jesus' Name. So He says, beside me there is no other God. He says, I will gird you, though you have not known me. So love is not conditional. Jeremiah 32, 27, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? If you are facing some difficulty this morning, and I'm sure all of us are, it's not too hard for God. So don't toss and turn at night. Know that God is able. Know that God is willing. Know that God has not abandoned you. Know that you're not outside of the reach of God. You're not beyond God's deliverance. Oh, come on. You're not beyond God's protection. He will send a raven. He will send a widow. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. If you are facing a difficult situation, I know some people think, what is this clapping and jumping up in church? Well, in heaven, you're gonna be praising Him 24-7. You're gonna be worshiping every day of your life. So if you are facing some hardship, some difficulty, you need God to deliver you. I want you to give Him a praise offering this morning. Come on, give Him a sacrifice of praise. Oh, come on, in Jesus' Name. You better believe He still is the great I Am. He still is omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, He's everywhere. He is Jesus Christ, the risen Christ, the same. Oh, hallelujah, yesterday, today and forever, the grave could not hold Him. Death could not defeat Him. He rose triumphantly. Come on. And the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of you and His power is available for you. So He still is a miracle worker. Still is a way maker. He still is a promise keeper. He still is ever loving, ever merciful, ever gracious, ever present, ever caring. Often people say, but doesn't God, God care? He cares enough that He sent His Son to die for you 2,000 years ago. And He never left you helpless, He sent the Holy Spirit. When the, in the evenings we're gonna begin to talk about, you shall receive power. And if you can't come to church, watch it on live stream, because we're not just gonna talk about power to for, perform miracles, but power to live life. Power to be a successful spouse, power to be a parent, power to be a doctor. We have to live and walk in the supernatural, in the power, in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He still is in control when things seem out of control. He still is able to provide your every need. Philippians 4 verse 19, My God shall supply all of your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Psalm 23 verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Say it this morning, say the Lord is my shepherd. Say it. Say I shall not want. Say, I shall not want for peace. I shall not want for joy. Say it. 
I shall not want for provision. The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Yes, you can give Him a praise because we're only talking about Jesus here. Amen. The friend that sticks closer than a brother. The one who paid the price that you should have paid. The one who shed His blood for you. The one who redeemed you from the hold and the snare of the fowler, the enemy. The one who promises to deliver you from the noise, some pestilence. The arrow that flies by day. The destruction that wastes at noonday. The same God who says a thousand will fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, it will not come near you. Only with your eyes will you behold and look and see the reward of the wicked. But because you have said you'll love upon Him, He will deliver you, He will honour you. He will keep you. He will protect you. So He's the only constant in a constantly changing world. He's an unchanging God in an ever-changing world. Thank God that the state of Florida took that stand against Disney. You say, what happened to Disney? I want to take my kids to Disney. Wake up. Because they're trying to pollute your children and indoctrinate your children. And people are wising up. People are standing up. That's why we don't believe we just are a church that comes together just to get a goose bump. We are a prophetic generation and we have to defend this holy ground and we have to build for generations to come. So we have to engage the politicians. We have to engage the educators, educators of our day and we have to get involved in the parental committees and say we will not have our children taught that rubbish that comes from a liberalist movement in America. We will not have socialism and confusion uh, forced down the throats of our children. I'll tell you something, if my kids were at school now, I will teach my children to walk out of the class. Come on, I'd get up and walk out of the class. And I push your rubbish into my child's mind and say that a three-year-old must decide for themselves Choose whether you're a boy or a girl. Now last time I looked, a boy looks very different to a girl. Okay, think about it and get mad. Okay, that's me now. And whatever you're going to do with it, that's your problem. Because you tw people twist whatever I say in any case. Enjoy. But in any case, when, in, when Rita fell pregnant with Angelique, the sonar, one of fancy as you young ladies that are pregnant today, 4D, 5D and my children, that you could see everything at 12 weeks and five weeks. You saw nothing. Then the doctor saw, told you, look there, look there, you say, hmm, hmm. But you saw nothing. And the sonar actually said Angelique is a boy. So everything was blue and green. And two weeks before she was born, God spoke to me in a dream and said, it's a girl. I woke up the next morning, I said to you, it's a girl. And we changed everything in two weeks. And guess what? When she came out, she was a girl. It wasn't my faith that changed her suddenly in the womb. It was the sonar that misread her identity. Exactly the same thing happened with David. The sonar said he's a boy because he was lying with his, his legs closed, Davy. And um, I had a dream two weeks again. So when he came out, guess what I was looking for? The umbilical cord, amen. 
a little lower. I, I'm talking to the keyboard player. That's where I looked. And he was a boy. Not the prettiest looking boy. You know, on that topic is, I think all babies are, are pr pr beautiful. <laughs> People have babies and say, look at my baby, look how beautiful. I say, amen. <laughs> I, say, I say by faith, amen. Amen. Because um, when the grandkids started coming, you know, being born, I was quick to say, this looks like a Clarsons when they were just born, right? This looks like a De Brain. So they actually took on form. Then I said, no, it looks like a Borsov. Okay, all babies are beautiful, all right? Okay, I never said anything. So that baby that's going to be born, don't be too concerned about how they look at first. Some come out perfect, some need a little bit of time. So in any case, okay, three things I want to talk about quickly. And I, I you know, <laughs> I forgot everything this morning. My watch, my ring, absolutely everything. In any case, I'm here. So three things I want to emphasize about God this morning that never changes. Number one, God is faithful. I said God is faithful. You can count on God's Word. You can bank on what God says. God is faithful. That means God has integrity. That means God's Word is truth. That means His promises are still yea and amen in Christ in 2022. That means God is still able to perform His Word because God said it. And if God said it, that settles it. Numbers 23 verse 19, God is not a man that He should lie, nor a son of man that He should repent. Has He said, and will He not do? What promise do you have this morning? Well, if God said it, God will do it. And if God did it before, God's gonna do it again. Say Amen. Because He's the same yesterday, today and forever. His arm is not too short to deliver you. If He healed you yesterday, He'll heal you today. He'll heal you tomorrow. If He did a miracle for you yesterday, He's going to do a miracle for you today and a miracle tomorrow. If He helped you in your business yesterday, He's going to help you in your business today and tomorrow. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. As He said, will He not do or as He spoken? And will He not make it good? So if I have ever promised a dream, it's not my reputation or my integrity at stake, it's His. I have to trust Him, stand in the Word and believe that God will make all things beautiful in His time. And I have to believe that all things work together for good to those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. I have to believe that even the things that were meant to harm me, God is gonna turn around to bless me. Even the things that were meant for evil, God is gonna turn around for my good. In the Name of Jesus Christ, come on. Better days are ahead. Oh, you better change your attitude today and stop walking like everybody else in this world with an attitude of cynicism, with an attitude of skepticism, with an attitude of worry and fear. 
365 times in the Bible, there's a scripture that says, fear not, or a scripture that says, do not be afraid. For every day of your life calendar, there's a scripture that says, fear not. There's a scripture that says, do not be afraid. There's a scripture that says, I am with you. There's a scripture that says, I will deliver you. There's a scripture that says, I will walk with you. There's a scripture that says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Come on, do not be changed by what is happening in this world or your faith. Be shaped. Now, God is an unchanging God in an ever-changing world. Doesn't matter what CNN says, or what the COVID plotters and schemers plan with the next release of whatever they're going to release, it matters not. God will keep us. I said God will keep us. And even if they take everything from us, they cannot take our salvation. We still have a reason to rejoice because we have passed from death to life. Jesus Himself said, fear not those who can kill you on the earth, but fear the one who has power over life and death for eternity. That's why He said, no matter what you're going through, rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Oh, come on, can we have a moment? Johannesburg, Bloemfontein, where we rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always, hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice in the Lord. Even if you're in a valley of discouragement, a valley of despair, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice in the Lord. Come on, in the Name of Jesus. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, let, let, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So. Our God is still the same. Our God is still able. He's faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, He remains faithful. Even if we give up on our vision, He doesn't give up on us. Even when we run away from God, He runs after us. He's a faithful God. He's never going to turn His back on you. Never going to give up on you. 2 Timothy 2 verse 13, if we are faithless, He remains faithful. He cannot deny Himself. 1 Thessalonians 5 24, He who calls you, He's faithful. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9, God is faithful. By whom you were called into fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 2 Thessalonians 3 3, but the Lord is faithful. Who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. So hey, God's gonna have the final say. You're gonna come out of your valley. You're gonna come out of the fire. You are gonna be come out of your, your situation better than before. You are gonna rise higher. You are gonna be more anointed. You are gonna be stronger in the Name of Jesus. If you believe it, say Amen. So God is faithful to perform His Word in your life. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For He who promised is faithful. Do you have a promise from God? Hold on. God is faithful. He still is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Still is Jehovah Nisi, your banner. He still is Jehovah Shammah, He's the Lord that is there. He still is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. He still is Jehovah Titkina, Titkina, your righteousness. He still is Jehovah Rahai, the Lord, your shepherd. He still is Jehovah Shalom, He's the Lord, your peace. These things I've said that in, this, in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome. 
1 John 5 is for whatever is born of God overcomes. There are things you have to overcome. So you need to remain strong and grounded in the Word of God. Remain grounded in the fact that your God is faithful, that He hasn't left planet Earth. He hasn't abandoned you. He hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't run out of solutions. He's orchestrating your deliverance. Come on. He's the master of many breakthroughs. Come on. He's got a breakthrough for you in 2022. If you believe it today, give Him one more praise. No matter what is changing around us, He isn't. He doesn't. So people try and change the Word to fit in with society. It doesn't work. God doesn't bless your method. He blesses His message. Your coolness and your, 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 your slickness is not going to get God's attention. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Very simply, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. You enter God's presence in faith. That means believing the Word of God. I mean, some people want to change, water the Word down to accommodate people to make church attractive. Attractive is not going to change you. You need faith. You need God's Word. You need an understanding of who God is. You need to be a worshipper of God. Oh, listen to me, young people. Some of you need to get back to that place of just worship. You need to get back to that place of closet prayer and forget the social media and everything else that looks hip and hot because those things are not going to sustain you in the day of calamity. You better be anchored in the Word of God. Number two, God is still able. God can. He is in staat. Om te doen, om te vermaag, ver boe wat jy kan denk. Verboe, was jou denken? Hieronder op die grond. Are you thinking defeat? Are you thinking worry? Ephesians 3.20 is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. That's the Bible, not me. All that you can ask or think according to the power that works within you. No matter what, He's still able. No matter where you may be, God is able. No matter how many times you've been to a doctor, God is still able. Like that woman with the issue of blood who suffered many things after going to many doctors, but one day she heard about Jesus and faith came into her heart and she said, if I can but touch the hem of His garment, I shall be made whole. There is nothing impossible with God. There is nothing too difficult for God. God is able, come on, in Jesus' Name. Maybe you've applied for 10 jobs, you still don't have a job. Apply again, apply again, again and again and again. And every time you get a no, you say, hey, God's got something better for me. Amen, good things are heading my way. The rest of my life will be the best of my life. Good things are heading my way. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I believe what God says. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He's no respecter of persons. You may not understand everything, but God is working behind the scene. There's no mountain He cannot move. Listen, there is no storm He cannot calm. 
emotion, business, financial. Give him a chance. Allow God to be God. Let go of your doubt and your reason. Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. How? By the Holy Ghost. That's why I said it in, in, in during this COVID nonsense. I said, you're not going to have a great life if you don't have a great relationship with Jesus Christ and if you don't know the Holy Ghost and the ways of the Holy Ghost. So I'm going to teach you how to work with the Holy Ghost as a doctor, how to operate. I'm going to teach you how to do business with the Holy Ghost. How to raise your children with the Holy Ghost. I mean, you know, sure we should get knowledge because knowledge is power and knowledge brings liberation. And the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. I understand all of that. But we have the source of wisdom living on the inside of us and we live disconnected from Him. The one who knows all things, the one who holds the future in His hand, the one who wants to guide you into all truth. But somehow the church have spiritualized the Holy Spirit to signs, wonders and miracles. That's one aspect. But we talk about how to live a, a victorious Christian life. You live it by the power of the Holy Ghost. Walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We talk about being a successful attorney, a successful architect, how to design something nobody else has ever designed, how to write songs that nobody else has ever written. You created in the image of God. God's a creator. So that creative ability is in you. You can invent things. I'm going to help you. I'm going to teach you how to operate in the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit as a mother, as a businessman. How to know where the fish is, where the tax is. Never saved us to stumble around in the blind. In the dark. Amen. I mean, when we raised our children, we raised them in the Word of the Lord, but more than anything else, I listened to the Holy Spirit. We call it intuition. I just knew certain things. Then I'd look them in the eye and I'd say, uh, tell me about, and they'd say, how do you know? <laughs> you have an anointing and you know all things so you'll know about business you know when to buy when to sell so walking with the Holy Ghost is not an option amen because that's where you're going to experience God's power and God's ability released in your life I mean a patient can sit before you and I understand that People go through checklists, doctors have to do the process of elimination, etc., etc., etc. But how about the shortcut? How about the person sitting there and while the person still talks, you just know this is what's wrong with that person. It's going to cut down your consulting time considerably and get your results considerably high. Same as an advocate. How to outsmart your opponent. He may be a Christian, but maybe he's not spirit-filled. If you're spirit-filled, you're going to have that unfair advantage. Right? Hello? So, so, so don't for a moment think when I talk about eternity that we should all just go sit and wait for the return of Jesus Christ. He might come back tomorrow. He may not come back for another hundred years. 
But you better live ready, because young people die as well. There one of our famous rugby players was taken out by somebody else running away from the police. Like this, death comes as a thief in the night. So you have to live prepared, ready, any moment, every day, any day that Jesus can come back. But you have to plan and you have to have vision that far goes beyond your life. You have to be a builder. You have to be a climber, not a camper. You have to plan for generations. Can I have an amen in Jesus' name? So when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, we know the story. The king who threw him in the lion's den actually prayed for him all night. And the first thing in the morning, he stands at the, at, at the lion's den at the gate. And he said, Daniel, has your, God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you? And Daniel says, the Lord sent His angel. That angel is Jesus Christ. And he shut the lion's mouth. Hey, I don't care what people plot against you, what people plan against you. God is your defence. God is your deliverer. God is your judge. God is your saviour. God will not abandon you. God will shut the lion's mouth in the name of Jesus Christ. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, you'll come out of the fire without even smelling like smoke. And, and the amazing thing is, and that's why we don't attack people because you read from the Bible, the very people that were instrumental to throw Daniel, Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego into the fiery furnace ended up in the fiery furnace themselves. And the very people that threw Daniel in the lion's den ended up in the lion's den. So you plot and scheme the demise of somebody else. You better know. You are going where you are planning. You dig a hole for somebody else. You are going to fall in that hole yourself, my brother. It's the law of the jungle. No, it's the law of the Word of God. Amen. So, uh, God is able. I have to close. How many minutes? Try. Mm. Four. God will not be like Pastor Leon and do 10 landings on television. Leon, concentrate us, please. Lefio, good prediger, good teacher. Ons land een keer nee. So times may change, but God doesn't. He still is the keeper of His people, deliverer of the oppressed, healer of the broken heart. He's a waymaker. And He uses me, you and me, opens the door. He uses me, you. Stiller of the troubled waters, calmer of every storm. Psalm 34, listen, verse 4. I sought the Lord and He heard me and He delivered me from all my fears. Verse 6, the poor man cried out. The Lord heard him and saved him out of all his trouble. Hallelujah. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear Him and He delivers them. Verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. Verse 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them. Hallelujah. You are righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. When you cry out to God, God hears you. And God says, I will deliver you out of all your trouble in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. I don't know what you are facing, how big your trouble, how bad your trouble. 
But I want to remind you this morning that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. And He still is faithful. He still is able. He still is ever present. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. I want to say to all those of you watching on television this morning, I know people go through many things. This broadcast, even live right now, is going all over Africa, is going to countries far beyond ourselves on Praise TV as well. Pakistan, we have so many pastors talk to us. And the things you are facing, which I cannot say publicly, but I understand the South, what's happening in the North, and how many people are being persecuted that Christians in the Western world have no idea about. We salute you, we honour you for keeping the faith in places where most Western Christians would not serve God for a second. You are our heroes and we thank God for those of you that are in Ukraine and in all the other countries, Poland, many watching. Thank you for taking those refugees and doing your part. Remember, in as much as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Let's live this Christian life. And that's why I say the value of your soul Nobody in Ukraine today is even thinking about a house or a car or a business or anything. All they are thinking about is survival. And when you see those images, they all pray. We don't have to wait for a crisis or a bomb. We can understand that there is no future in eternal life without Jesus Christ. And sometimes it's only a crisis that brings people to that place. But we don't need a crisis. We need to understand that Jesus loves us, that He died for us because He loves us. And that's not God's will that any should perish. And this morning, watching on television, if you've walked away from God, you've grown cold, you've become neutral, go kneel at your bed and give yourself back to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. God bless you, amen, hallelujah. Come on, let's give them all a big hand clap. See, that's how you land on the second. Watch and learn. You learn the most by observing other people. People that don't have mentors are going nowhere. You're also known by your associations. You hang out with a bunch of gossipers, that's who you are. You hang out with a bunch of people with false values, that's who you are. Some of you have to change your friendship circles. You have to invite those people to church and get them saved and stop trying to fit in with the Joneses because the Joneses don't care about you. Let me tell you, somebody this year, I'm saved 40 years, which is, I thank God for, by the grace of God, that... Um, not everybody that starts will finish with you, but you make up your mind to stay strong. You make up your mind to raise your children in the ways of God. And you make up your mind that Jesus is everything. He's your pearl of great price. And that nothing will take you from His hand. Number three, I have to close. I don't want you hanging. The same yesterday, today and forever. He's ever present. Omnipresent, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. So even when you feel lonely, you're not alone. David says, when my father and mother forsakes me, the Lord will take me up. 
He's your friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's waiting for you to turn to Him. And some of you in your desperate, difficult times are turning to other things. Sometimes the only place you will find God is in a valley like Elijah or in an hour of darkness like Abram when God cut covenant with him when the vultures attacked the carcass or Jonah in a whale's belly. See, my dear friend, he never came to give you religion. He came to give you a relationship. And the minute we live disconnected in that one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ, that's when we go astray. When we lose that personal intimacy. That's when we lose the way. Not just in Christianity, but in life. We lose our bearings. We lose what it's all about. We lose our value. Because if you talk to Jesus every day, He's going to remind you every day what matters most. And I'll tell you, I don't want to run to next week's sermon, but the Bible talks about that rich man. Nothing wrong to be rich, but he was a fool. He was a fool in heaven, celebrated on earth. You can conquer Ukraine. You can conquer the whole of Europe and and. and You can be great in the eyes of people and in the the eyes of God and heaven, you're a fool. You can establish the greatest political party in South Africa and, and eradicate Christianity and you can strut your stuff on planet earth and everybody can applaud you down here and drive in your stretched limousine and everybody bows before you. But in heaven, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, you are called a fool. This man was so successful that he he spoke to himself and he said, I've labored hard for many years. I've built great businesses, great companies. He said, I will pull, pull down my bonds and I will build bigger bonds and I will take my ease and I'll take my rest. And God said, what? Thou fool, this night your soul will be required from you. Then whose will be those things that you've laid up on this earth? So this eternity series that I am talking about and thinking about all the time, and I understand I have to boost and build your faith at the same time. It's a basic doctrine in the Word of God that if we don't understand it, we will always be swept by, by, by this world, by what this world has to offer, by the challenges of the world. We'll blow hot and cold because we're not living with an eternal perspective. We don't live with the understanding that everything we do affects eternity. Every day affects eternity. I mean, this man was successful. Billionaire, trillionaire. And I I thought about that. Uh, uh, The other scripture that I shared is where Jesus talks about what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What's the price for your soul? What's, what's the price for your soul? What is the price? What's the value of your soul? What will you, will you sell your soul for? Because your soul cannot be destroyed. You understand you're an internal being. You, you can never die. You understand that. You do get that. You're never going to die. So when we say somebody died, that 
is actually that person was relocated. Transitioned. It's not death. There is no death. There is no death in the Bible. It's a relocation of your spirit soul. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, Paul says, I pray that your spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless till the coming of your Lord Jesus Christ. So you three-part being. So the whole world talks to your body and then to your mind. And people value what the world presents. And God looks at this and He pays it no mind because it has no eternal value. You can build the biggest business on planet earth if you do not help the poor and if you do not finance God's kingdom, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. All you've done is lay treasures on the earth, but you've laid no treasure in heaven. The Bible's very clear on this and I have to teach you this. And some of you are gonna become uncomfortable and you're gonna go look for a church that tells you what you don't wanna hear. The Bible talks about that. People looking for teachers because they have itching ears. I don't wanna hear something that tells me I have a responsibility. I want Christianity without responsibility. I want Christianity that feels me good, makes me feel good. That is not the Christianity of the Bible. You will not find it anywhere in the New Testament where there is Christianity that is focused upon you, a lifestyle and where you are consumed with yourself and self-absorbed. And all the preacher does every Sunday is to make you feel good about yourself. Though you receive Jesus Christ, you better understand that you're a new creature and you better make up your mind to feel good about yourself. And we have to teach you and renew your mind, but then you better have to understand that you now are a, a child of God and you have an eternal purpose. The Bible says it's appointed for men once to die, then the judgment. The Bible says we will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The Bible says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. This is in the New Testament. We're not talking about demonic fear. We're talking about the knowledge and the understanding that one day we will give account and that day may come sooner than we ever can imagine or then we are prepared for. I've said it sometimes, somebody that lies on a sick bed for, like my brother did for 20 months, although the, the suffering is terrible, in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a sense it's merciful. Because that man has time to make right with God, every relationship, every act of bitterness, etc. But the person that drives and there's an accident, bam, dead in an instant. And then we all wanna say, hallelujah, no. It's one of the basic doctrines. We have to understand why we are here. This body just is, is, is keeping my spirit on this earth to serve my greater purpose for the glory of God. Whether I'm a doctor, a lawyer, an architect, a student, I live here for the purpose of God. And one day I will go back to God. My spirit will return to God. My dust will return to the ground, but my spirit will return to God. And at Bosov, I don't know what my name is because he says he's going to give me a new name. But I, I'm going to stand before God one day and I'm going to give account for the life that He called me to live, not the life I lived. That puts a whole different perspective on the way we make decisions. So as a businessman, if you expand your company, it's a good thing because you're giving employment 
And if you pay fair wages, as the Bible says, it's even better because you're helping people out of poverty. You understand that? And it's okay to have a house and to be blessed and to have a good car. All those things, it's, it's not the issue. It's not about your lifestyle. It's about your pursuit. Your pursuit. What is the purpose of making more money? What is the purpose? Because the Bible says, seek first the Kingdom of God. The Bible says, don't worry about food and, and money and clothes and everything else. Because you are a child of the Kingdom. And these kind of, I, I've been a pastor now for many, 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 many moons, okay? This is the kind of preaching that makes uncommitted Christians uncomfortable. Because they've been in church for 20 years, they've never tithed and they don't want to hear about it. It's okay, Jackie. It doesn't change the fact you're going to stand before God one day. And your bonds can be great. And your businesses can be great. And your companies can be listed. And everybody can call you manier in for your beich. And you should be honored because of your achievements. That's clear in the Bible as well. But you should honor Him more. And you should remember, it is the Lord your God that gives you the power to get wealth that He may establish His covenant which He swore unto our fathers. That means your life matters. Your friends that you visit with every week, if they all died tomorrow, would they go to heaven? And say, well, it's not for me to say. Why not? Why not? Why not if the most important thing we can do is save souls? Somebody the other day tried to criticize us and that's really foolish to say, the CRC is just about saving souls. Yes, you better believe it. We are about saving souls, yes. Yes, you better believe it. We are about saving souls. You better believe it. Because saves not souls, save souls not safe will go to hell. You better believe we are about saving souls, not entertaining Christians. Kijk, toe ek in die Weermacht was, was, uh, was ek al versier by MLV gewees. Recognize Leadership Wing, ek gaan my Afrikaans vertel. No, ek sal nie. Um, and I wasn't the smiley lieutenant. My corporal was so weak and smiley that I had to take over his responsibility because I knew we had to prepare people for battle. So I wasn't liked. But when we went to the border, I was the one everybody felt comfortable with because I prepared them for battle. My job is to prepare you to stand before Jesus Christ one day, not to get you every Sunday to say, oh, I like Pastor Sebootska. I don't care what you like. I care about getting you before Jesus Christ one day and you hearing well done, good and faithful servant. That means sometimes I have to get up into your face and I have to tell you what you don't want to hear because I know you will stand before Jesus one day and give account. You'll give account. So the Afrikaans had us praat about what we troepen gevleg het. Hulle was useless gewees. Want hulle het nie ouwe voorbereid vir oorlog nie. They were useless. 
because they wanted to be popular. Not realizing those young boys are going into battle. I knew it was smart enough as a 19 year old to be unpopular. But they felt safe when they had to go face real bullets. Maybe you don't like everything I say. You're going to run and find somebody to tickle your ears. But maybe you should just sit on your blessed assurance, stick around and grow up and change and become a kingdom citizen and begin to do what God has called you to do so that one day you will stand before Jesus Christ and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Say amen in Jesus' name. When some people hop from church to church, the preacher says something they don't like, they hop to another church. What's the type of men is in elk geval? What's your commitment? Your two weiden. Well, I got offended. You wouldn't have lasted long with Jesus Christ. He offended people every day. But he knew what his business was. He wasn't there to pacify. Amen. Say, Pastor, I don't feel like goosebumps. Hey, just rewind. I, I, I gave you a lot of, you know, I boosted you enough. This You can now go and do anything. But realize what it's all about. I want every, about every eye closed. I want moving, please, in this place, in all our churches. Heaven is a real place and so is hell. Jesus spoke twice as much about hell as He did about heaven. It's amazing how people don't want to talk about hell because it's not seeker sensitive, it's not friendly. But we have to realize that there's a place called hell and there is a place called heaven. And when people leave, they go to one of two places. There's not a purgatory. Your spirit goes to one of two places. The one is where God is, the other one is where the devil is. The one is a place of peace, the other one is a place of torment, the one is a place of love, the other one is a place void of love and light. Jude, one of the radical apostles said, others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Yes, the goodness of God leads us to repentance. But we have to know that we are either right or we're not. We are either hot or we're cold. You're sitting in this place this morning, you say, Pastor, I need a fresh start with God. I need a new beginning. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Maybe at some time you serve God, you've grown cold, you've wandered away from God. Listen, God is not angry with you. God is not mad with you. But God is calling you to attention, to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Not to surrender a portion of your life, but to surrender your whole life. That's what repentance means. I turn away from the ownership of my life and I give my life to you, Jesus Christ. I give it all to you. There's no salvation without repentance which is turning away and turning to. Not a half turning. 
So while every head is bowed, every eye closed, you're sitting out today in Bloemfontein, here in Pretoria, in Johannesburg, in Cape Town, in Valcom, in Bochabellu, in one of the many churches that are with us this morning. And there's a stirring in your heart today and you say, Pastor, I need a fresh start, a new beginning. I need a reset. The beginning of the year, God spoke to me. He said, there are many people in my church that have become lost. Time to be found. You're not here by accident. Let the love of God find you this morning and respond to heaven's invitation and open your heart and say, Jesus, I surrender all. If that's you and your desire and you are ready to surrender all, you are ready to come back to God, you want a fresh start with God this morning. If that's your desire, while every head is bowed quietly, wherever you are, just slip your hand up. I wanna say a prayer for you all over this place. Just raise your hand up quickly, all over this place. Raise it up, raise it up. God bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. God bless you, many hands. Raise it up now in Jesus' Name. Thank you, thank you. Up there, God bless you, bless you. God bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As I look in your heart, vanochtend God praat met you, tell you on vanochtend op sy ja, sluit my gebed in, in Jesus' naam, vanochtend. Ja. Wie ook kan die naam van die Heere anroep, sal onbeskaam bestaan. Laast hem al voor ek bid, jy sê ja, vanochtend. Sluit my gebed in, dankie. Donkey, donkey. The only thing we can take to heaven is another soul. We can take our souls, and I'm going to talk about it next week. Don't miss it. The value of your soul. And what is a soul? And where does a soul go? We should exist to save people. Souls. Nothing else has eternal value. Nothing, not the jacket, not anything other than people. Be vigilant to invite your friends to church and uh, be a soul winner. Bible says here that when souls is wise, those who turn many to righteousness will shine as the brightness of the stars forever and ever. Christianity without witness is it in the Bible? Show it to me. Show me. Christianity without proclamation. Is it in the Bible? Christianity without sharing Jesus Christ. Is it in the Bible? No. How did we get into this? We have been entrusted with the words of life. And that's not talking about Versace and Hugo Boss and Louis Vuitton. And it's okay if you have those things because some of you need to have those things to influence people in those circles. But buy those things without being impressed by those things and then influence the people in those circles to follow Jesus Christ. Otherwise, what, is, what, what does it matter? So some of you must be extremely wealthy to reach the extremely wealthy. It's just how it is in the Bible. It's just how it is. Some of you have to be the top doctors to be able to reach the other doctors. But there's a purpose to that. 
So when we talk about success without purpose, it's wrong. It has no eternal value attached to it. It's nowhere in the Bible. Zero. What a great honor to pray with all of you. You matter. Each and every one of you. If you were the only people alive in this earth, Jesus would have died for you. Amen. Put your hand on your heart, please, and just pray this prayer with me this morning. Pray with all your heart. Say it all over all our churches. Say it today. Say, Lord Jesus, today I give my life to you. I surrender myself to you and I open my heart and I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. I believe you died for my sin. I believe you rose from the grave. I believe you're alive. Today, I surrender all to you and I thank you for a new beginning in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Come on. Upon the profession of your faith, your sins are forgiven you. Go and sin no more. Can we pray with you? Please give you a Bible if you don't have a Bible. Spend a moment with you and see how we can help you in this journey of discipleship because that's what we make disciples. So if you will turn to my right here in Pretoria, your left, just go with our pastors. In Blue Nine, turn to my left, all the other churches, follow the pastors. Give them all a big, big, big God bless you. Amen. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.